My name's Mike, and this is my most recent episode of Heads in Space. Today's episode is going to be different from the others in the sense that it's going to be a solo effort because I've had problems getting other people to speak to me. Uh, I don't know why, but um, I hope that changes soon. Anyway, this is Tuesday morning, 20th of February, and I'm going to start with a letter to myself, which was a note to former self. And this is about how we say goodbye to our former selves in recovery and how we start or how we attempt to start the journey into uh, a life of a new life of, of recovery and um, freedom from addiction. So a note to former self. Goodbye and amen to all of that. You screwed up. Now I'm left with the pieces. I've got what's left of the future. Cheers. I struggle, no, I struggle to know where to start. It seemed to begin well enough, innocuous even. At the off, we were young. But you, you were irresponsible. You left your post and ran away without looking back. I am the prisoner. I am the one with the record, a roll call of shame that attaches to me, defines me like a paper trail, traced back to its rotten root. I was flesh, luscious fruit with a bloom, then you spoiled me. I wonder what might have been if you hadn't stolen so much from me. I've had to take the hit, carry the loss. Now I've got nothing to boast about, from a time when I was the wind, a loud and raucous, self-centered man. You ran with poison. You invaded me, and now I rant. Of course, a lot of it I can't remember, lost to blackouts, repressed and shut down like trauma, because what I did, the way I behaved, was too awful for a decent man to contemplate. I try to keep you secret, but I am cut by splinters that litter our past. I am on a football pitch, chasing shadows when in my prime I was graceful and effective, admirable even, always in the first team. I seduced young women and then betrayed them by taking other lovers. I broke their hearts. I murdered what was beautiful and moved on. I continued to fill myself with you and became stuck. I veered from the past to the present tense. I was scared when I was high with you, and scared when you wore off. I crashed cars, told lies, and shriveled in your company. You were my do doppelganger and my cuckoo, my lame excuse. How could I have worn you for so long? How could I have carried that drape, that shroud for so long? I remember now with a macabre fondness of one of, if not our last, embrace. When I came downstairs to make tea, I put the kettle on and placed the square mesh of innocent leaves into a mug. My wife had gone to work, my children away to school, and I was in the shallows, desperately alone. I reached down and into the fridge. I saw not milk but an opened bottle of wine from the night before. In that moment, I knew that I had lost. The kettle boiled as I sat, nursing a large, 
full glass of wine and contemplated our divorce. My first thought was a suicide, a watery end, the coward's way. I was lucky, so, so lucky to come away from you with just wounds, the residual fear and knowledge of a black hole so deep and empty that I must be forever vigilant. But you are gone. I find treatment now in life, each day a wave. I am floating on the tide. It goes out. It comes in. I am learning to live with the rhythms, trying to be patient and trying to be comfortable in normality. Goodbye. So in many ways that was, as I look back retrospectively, it that was uh, step one, as we call in, in, the, in the fellowship of 12 steps, an understanding that I'd gone missing really from life, um, that everything about my life was unmanageable, that I was complete, completely powerless over my addiction. And that returning, looking for benefits from a, an illusion, or more accurately, a delusion, was insane, absolutely mad. And, you know, those diminishing returns were going to get worse and worse. And I was going to get washed up on, a, on, on the shore and, and left behind from life. Um, you know, either I was going to do it or it was going to do it for me. And, uh, you know, at the end, I'd had a very long run at it. Um, and I was not a young man when I took my last drink. In fact, I was, I think I've said this before, I was 58. And this year I will be 70 now. So I've been, it will be sort of 12 years in, in sobriety when I hit my, my 70th. But uh, looking back, it's, uh, it's a big thing. But it's a big thing being sober and responsible now. And um, I'm obviously just a very, very slow learner. But I think in my other podcasts, I always inflict poems on, on the people that sit with me and, and, and share their experiences of the past and, and the present and their hopes and, and their fears. Um, and it's poetry that does it for me now. Uh, just this morning, I've sent off a, a poem to a, um, a poetry competition. Um, no doubt I will get uh, a letter saying, you know, thank you so much, but in this particular instance, you have not uh, been accepted. But that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm having the courage to put my neck out and, and back myself. Uh, and, and I think that's really, really important. So I'm going to inflict you, if you're still listening, to a few more poems. Um, this one seems to be apt, considering what a, the note to self. This one is called uh, Leftovers. And it looks to me as though the original was written in 2016. Uh, so I would have been sober then for, for four years. Leftovers. Livid ghosts visit me in the night's shallows, casting ripples on the surface of that well that dwells within me, which is, I believe, 
the source and chamber of my being. So quiet, please, you visions of reverberating shame. Leave me in peace. I would prefer a friendly ghost, a tickle, not a fright, in bed with me. Um, this next one was written in response to uh, some words that I heard from somebody in the rooms who always seemed to me to say such wise things. Um, and so I, I, mean, I think I, I got home and I was thinking of what he'd said. I won't mention his name, but um, these are the words that I came up with as a response in my own mind to, to what he said and what he co continues to say in meetings. It's called Shock in Awe. He spoke to me of grace and said it was second-hand. I found that hard to understand when words came so easily. The air he used, he said, was spent, just turned and turned around, like a soft breeze that could threaten storms. And there I was, as if in the presence of a prophet, spellbound in admiration for a weaver of thoughts. But he just smiled and said, it's a wonderful thing, and left me flailing in an alphabet like a dope. And I have another one here called Rupert. Now, Rupert was my second sponsor, and he's no longer with us. But he was a wonderful man, and I wrote a poem after he died. Um, I'd been for a walk with him about 12, 12 days before he died, and he made no mention of the fact that he was so ill. Um, and I had no idea that, you know, he would, he would pass away so quickly. But he was a wonderful man, and I must honour him. So here is Rupert. Rupert, I struggle here for the words to make sense of your loss while you, at the end, struggle to draw enough air in to make sense of it at all. Your lungs clogged with the hot ash of a disease that would lock out the wind of your soul. And as you go, softly losing heat beyond our reach, I feel tethered between then and now, then and now. The howls of air denied to you will be sucked into storms, and mentioned in folklore far, far away. The last gulp of a pump prospecting for oxygen. All those human interventions doomed to fail. Quiet and solemn words from clinicians and nurses, suddenly freed from responsibility. Duty bound to move on. Your crisis ceased. Your history lost and begun again. This time in silence. Your family shattered by that untimely departure, everything for a moment lost, and then one great tear enclosing them all, sitting in shared contemplation, waiting for the meniscus to break, the dam to burst. And you, Rupert, you leave us with love, with a grief that cherishes your memory and honours that soul, all of our tears on the hot ash of your lungs, 
Please take them all and release them as rain, pure cleansing rain, from which we will suck the oxygen and whisper your name. Go, Rupert. You've gone, yet you remain. So that's to Rupert. And here is another one called Long Shots. He was a juggernaut who misheard the rhythm of his life. He went somehow from the sweet offering of his mother's womb to burnt skin on the promises he made with his handsome face, beguiling those who came too close with the love of an apprentice whose charms were nurtured in quicksand, whose fingers disengaged when, when another heart would plead for time alone. So bodies slipped through the cracks of promises, hearts ached, life became a careless coat, a crumpled covering to be tossed, so all that accumulated waste gathered as gore, his solar plexus, rigid in fear of a keening soul, broke down. Now he digs furrows for a vegetable patch, for late innocence, to bloom in the garden of his new, of his new tenderness eventually. Um, and they keep coming, they keep coming. This one is called Small Change. The original, apparently, I've written on this, was written on the 24th of the 12th, 2013, after an AA meeting. Small Change. Compassion. A basket that carries love is in my arms today, for the voices I have heard and the stories shared root me in place. Now that I have sent, sensed temptation and opened my parcels and shared my gifts, I will be calm and fold desire in the spent wrapping of giving and receiving. Better to forget the tug of an insane want than held on tight for so many years and rendered me incapable of any other thought than the one in which I swallowed me and drowned in the change it wrought. No more, pray God, no more. Um, if you're still with me, I have two more to go. This one is called Request Stop. They have suffered rendition by twilight, opaque souls and jelly moulds. Behind distorting glass, wet with steam, from discarded breath, they descend en masse downhill, in the dreamy windows of a bus, a slow red streak, ensconced in their private thoughts, while I travel the other way, en route but solo, to another place, thinking as I pass, how willingly we let our lives go by, how fractions of glimpsed time become star tissue, scar tissue of the mind. Um, I think this is the last one I'm going to inflict on you. It's called Haunts, and it was from Notes on the 9th of the 12th, 2014. Haunts. I am tension in taut wires. I am a cough in the orchestra pit. I am spotlit and disappointing on stage, in a pool of shame. 
I am haunted by the motes of fabric that shimmer like ghosts around me. I am a specialist of the shadows that grace me with nothing. I am unkind to me for leaving so many things undone. I am burdened by this curtain call and the threat of all your eyes. I am desperate to say goodbye before you leave without me. So that's my condition. Um, and my condition continues. And I've said before in, in these talks with other people that actually these days I live generally in a state of gratitude, gratitude for being sober and for being shown how to engage in a life where I share, where I share myself, my thoughts, my fears, uh, and my hopes um, with other people. And I'm not an iconoclast. I am not somebody who is always selfish and self-seeking. Um, and it's, it's not always easy. Um, but I'm hoping that this is a way of life that will continue for me for the rest of my life. And that very, very gradually I'll get better and better at it. And I think that's essentially what recovery is. And, you know, if there are people out there that, that listen to me or to other, other podcasts that, that about mindfulness, about spirituality, about just trying to help people who are conflicted in one way or another. Um, there is a saying in, 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 the, in the 12 Steps and in the Fellowship of um, Alcoholics Anonymous, and it's, I think it's uh, something that is um, not just what people in AA say, but you know, this too shall pass. And we can sit in a feeling and we can be the architects of our own misfortune, but we can also be the architects of our own good fortune. And one thing I think recovery does for me and for a lot of other people I know is it gives us the time and the space to sit and rather than wallow in the negatives, it gives us the courage and the power to be positive and to think that I can do this. This is not, this is not going to get worse. This is going to get better and I am going to help it to get better. Um, and I believe that that can happen for all people because it's, it's happened for me. Uh, and I was a, a hopeless case. I was absolutely empty. Um, you know, and that the pilot light of my life had very, very, very nearly stuttered and gutted and, and gone out. And, and so I've got, a new, a new lease of life. Um, and if I muck it up, it's entirely my fault, but I take responsibility for that now. And I'm not using something else that 
corrodes and damages me. It's, you know, I'm, I'm not accepting or letting something in that is going to make me worse than I can make myself. Um, so I think the power has switched from the ism to me, and I must go forward, and other people, I, I'm sure, can go forward too with, with hope. And essentially, again, I've said this before, but really, life is all about love and positivity and wanting, genuinely wanting, to give something back. Because poetry, love, hate, death, all of it is ephemeral. But it can be withstood. It's, it's a state of mind. And if bad things are going to happen, they're going to happen. And we can't blame or point a finger at anybody else. And we can't, we can't blame God. We can't blame anything. But one of the big things that the, the Fellowship of AA uh, offers us is the knowledge, well, not the knowledge, but the, a prompt toward accepting a higher power in our, in our lives. And that's not a religious thing. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. And that higher power is essentially love uh, and the choice to engage in life on life's terms and to try and make it better. So I'm going to leave you with that. Whether that makes any sense or not, I don't know. But thank you for listening. And if anybody would like to join me in uh, an episode of Heads in Space, then please do get in contact.